All right, welcome to episode two of Cinesippi Chat. I'm still here with Josh Coyman. We're digging in deep to the history of the club. I've already learned some fascinating things. I didn't realize that the country club had two locations uh, in the beginning, and then they there was two different clubs that actually played on the same course. On the same course. So there was the Cinesippi Golf Club and the Janesville Country Club, yeah. and eventually that merged into what we know as the Janesville Country Club today. Yeah. And and the, those clubs leased the land from two different property owners. Well, I think the first, yeah, well, I guess it was two different property owners, uh-huh. right? I mean, initially, I think they kind of played around on Galbraith's land, and then um, they did lease this land from the original owners until the Janesville Country Club, you know, found a way to finance, you know, actually purchasing, purchasing it. it. Okay. And, and then... Cinesippi would lease for, I suppose it, it was about 18 years, they leased the land from the Janesville Country Club until they decided to merge. So in the 20s, that's when they purchased the land? No, in 1927 is when they expanded. Okay. So they bought the land in 1898, uh-huh. and that's where the original nine holes was, which I think, you know, conversation-wise, um, the there was another part that I found that said that the first hole was to the northern part of the property to the west of the clubhouse, Mm -hmm. that the first green was to the left of the hill, or yeah, from that northern point where the tee box was, you would go out essentially to the right of where uh, green number 10 is. Right. So... If you look, you can still see like a, de- a weird depression there yeah. that was probably the green. And you yeah. can still see a flat spot where that was probably the T next to the 18th green. So. Yeah. And and then you, um, but from there, I don't know how the rest of the course laid out. So and that's the part that would be really cool to. I was told once by a member that had been here a long time, and I'm not 100% sure, but I'm 99% sure it was Dick Ross. And I was picking Dick Ross' brain or somebody's brain and you know, asking him about the history of the club, and Dick is no longer with us. Did you know Dick Ross? No, I never did meet Dick. But he was an amazing person, and um, Dick told me that basically the back nine was in the same spot as the original nine, so the original nine was basically what what we know as the back nine today, but it ran backwards, so yeah, basically the first tee was like the 18th green. Oh yeah, that would make sense then. So it kind of, you know, in a general sense, kind of ran. Well, ran I wonder reverse. if that's got something to do with the old green then. Well, what I think is the old green, kind of where the bees are at. So that wasn't that long. If you look, there's a picture hanging up on the wall of a um, an aerial picture. And if you look at that picture, it's got all 18 holes going the, the route that we play them today, but the 16th green on that picture is actually where those bees are. So that oh okay that so was that... a green site before, and um, on our master plan that we have right now for potential projects in the future, that would be one potential project would be to move the green on 16 back there. Now, okay, there's no plans to do that in the foreseeable Immediate. future, but um, but it is a great green site where the where the bees are there. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. What else did you find? Well, yeah, what else did I find? Well, so, okay, so so the club buys the land in 1898. It's not that much longer. 1901, um, it was decided that the country club was going to host the first annual state golf tournament. Okay. So there was only two other clubs at the time. The 
Kenosha and Milwaukee Country Club, I, I believe, were the other two okay. that together with the Janesville Country Club, they decided they were going to host the first um, state tournament. And that was actually on July 18th, uh, 1901. 1901. And another part of that... That's and so that is the first state state open? Is that what it is? It said it was the first annual state golf tournament. Annual state golf tournament. And so that would have been the first one that the, the state, state of Wisconsin ever had. Wisconsin State Golf Championship. And it was held here. It was held here. That's cool. And what else is really cool is the club provided all the prizes. Uh-huh. The, other, the other clubs didn't contribute. And it's um, and these are really, I just found this fascinating. You know, you think about like trophies now. And uh, back then, they, so this is what, this is a description. There was, the club provided all the prizes for the first tournament as well as entry fees. So they oh. didn't want anybody, they just wanted people to come out, you know, to play. And um, they included four trophy cups, a stein and a gold medal. Huh. Now, the trophy cups were made of solid silver and lined with gold. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, there's actually, on the champion trophy, there was golf clubs and a flag on the front of it that had SGC on the flag, uh, which stood for State Golf Championship. And on the opposite side, it was engraved State Championship Cup, Wisconsin Golf Association, presented by Sinisippi Golf Club, Janesville, Wisconsin, July 1901. Wow. And that, um, I found it in a different spot, and I don't have it quite here, for it, but at some point that trophy is actually merged or molded into the current state trophy. No kidding. Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Because I was just thinking, I wonder where that trophy is. Because that would be a cool, cool piece of history to have cool. here. But it's part of the trophy that... Yeah, it's part of the actual trophy that, now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So I'd like to see the trophy. I guess I haven't seen the trophy. I'd like to see it and see if that... That flag is still integrated in there somewhere or, you know, the, the date from it. I don't know how huh. it got introduced or molded into it, but that's... Right. And then from there, though, on that Thursday, on the 17th, they the State Golf Association actually held their first meeting at the Grand Hotel uh, here in Janesville. And the Grand Hotel was what would then become the Monterey Hotel. Uh-huh. So it's just more interesting also that there's actually, like, not just our club, but golf history of our state, you know, within our town. Right. Yeah. You know, and also in uh, 1901, um, this kudos to you, Jeff, here. But even back in 1901, the golf course was considered to be one of the best courses in the West. Oh, granted, wow. there weren't a whole lot of them. <laughs> but um, during the, it says, uh, though during the state tournament, there was a drought and the course was mostly brown as the coarse grass had been burnt to a crisp. The greens were renowned for being fast and true, even huh. in 1901. Yeah, that's and, what uh, we're still kind of known for. Yeah, yeah, that's why I say kudos to you. You've carried on this tradition of, you know, 120 years, 25 right. years, didn't even know probably that that's, that's um, historically how they've been known. There's been very few golf course superintendents here. I did know that. I believe I'm the sixth. Really? Over 125 years? In over 125 years. So that's pretty... That's incredible. I could be wrong on that, but it's it's a low number. I know that. Um, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That. Well, oh, I just learned something. That's, um, the other thing that was pretty cool is I think that I think the club was having a a good time with this tournament because uh, after the tournament, uh, of course they they hosted a, a big social deal around here. Uh-huh. Um, they had about ninety people for dinner, 
And um, also back then, they didn't have um, all the staff. Mm -hmm. So the ladies of the club actually hosted this party. Okay. And they provided the dinner for the 90 guests. And then when it was done, uh, it said in, in the papers, I'm just reading what it says in the papers, uh, the fairest daughters of Janesville took charge of the function of the clubhouse and made the visitors feel at home, even dancing with them late into the night. Music was provided with piano and a mandolin orchestra. Huh. I mean, they went all out for that. I guess. And the I girls guess. stayed out to make sure everybody had a good time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's a... Huh. Yeah. It's just really interesting what... Uh, I'll have to look on YouTube later and see if there's any videos of that. I'd like to see that. Yeah, maybe they were... Yeah, I don't know. Where but... Um, yeah, what was I... Uh, so along with that, so along with the club, you know, making a, a big deal, obviously the first state championship, mm -hmm. that's, that's obviously something pretty big. Um, there's actually, I, I guess, um, the newspaper used to detail a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, we have events out here, but they're not like put in the print or online for everybody that, hey, this is what the JCC is up to, but um, they used to in, in the newspapers. And one of the things that popped up a number of times how, let's see, where's I at here? Oh, how the Sinisippi Golf Club or the Janesville Country Club would travel to other golf clubs. And not just like, hey, these 10 guys are going to make it a weekend or whatever, but the whole club would go. Wow. Like 100 people would go. And then the wives would go, and it was a big deal for the wives from one club or the other to show off or take care of the ladies if they were going to play bridge or they were going to do dancing or they were going to do, they, there were some other games that, that they played, but it was like this whole big huh. club. Part of it was, you know, to promote the sport, right? We talked right. about like who knew what golf was at that time. Right. It was such a new deal. But it's it's interesting to see how they shared with each other. Or like Blue Mound, when they came uh, in 1914, the Blue Mound Country Club came down here. And it was also not just for golf, but they showed off the city. Oh, sure. You know? So, but they had to arrive um, by train. They actually took a luxury train from Milwaukee, from Milwaukee to, to Janesville, Janesville, to the whole club, to, to the club, and then they got toured around town in auto. It was actually to be taken by automobile ride because how many automobiles were around back then? Sure. Not many. Right. Um, and then, uh, then they were to play golf, and uh, they were going to have lunch afterwards, and then they were going to be on the train after. It all had to be done by 440 because that's when the train was leaving to go back to Milwaukee. Now, granted, they were only playing nine holes at the time, but, I mean, that they brought their whole... Oh, I found... Um, one of the other cool things I found was this um, old... Uh, what do you call those? Not, not like a register. Maybe you call it a register. Like when you sign in at a wedding or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the sign... Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, I found the original one from the Sinisippi Golf Club, and they've got... Um, 1914 well they have everybody sign in when you came to play golf you had to sign in on this register okay. and who was a member and or who you were a guest of or where you were from okay and people came from all over no kidding yeah i mean the first oh yeah that's the thing the first hole in one was scored was shot by a guy from new york that came to james that was here in james probably here on business or something i mean right. i don't know how many you know casual people were how many casual travelers there were at that time. Right. But yeah. And and when you look at this this book, now it kind of ends in 1916 because, I mean, that's when they merged with Sinisip or with the Janesville Country Club. But um, wow. it's just wild. 
Yeah. Things were done differently. They were done they differently. Were done and in differently. some ways, it'd be kind of cool to go back to that, you know, to... Well, you know what it reminds me of? There's a, a, for a short period of time, a year or two, I did curling here in Janesville. There's the Black Hawk Curling Club. Oh, I've heard of it. And, um, and, and that's kind of, they go to tournaments at different clubs. And when you get there, it's, you know, you're part of their curling family and you, you have a party together and people pitch in and they make the food for you. You know, it's just, there's no, at these curling clubs, there's no like, kitchen staff or you know oh sure you know it's just kind of the, the club itself is the right that's that's pretty cool to do it that way yeah yeah so yeah. it's kind of a organic family you know sharing i don't know potluck right you know it, i mean eventually they they grew out of that and i suppose the ladies didn't want to cook for 90 people every time you know so they had to eventually evolve and build on right um yeah so kind of skipped around a little bit, but one of the things I was going to say, again, with the routing and stuff like that, we don't really know a whole lot about, but one of the really cool thing I found was um, in 1912, uh, Chick Evans came to our club to play an exhibition match. Okay. Now, Chick Evans in 1910 won, he was the first amateur to win both the U.S. Open and the U.S. Amateur in the same year. He did it before Bobby Jones. What year was that? That was 1910. And he was here. He in... was here in 1912 to play an exhibition match. Okay. I mean, so you've he was, got... when he came here, he was already a U.S. Open champ. Yes. And... and the U.S. Amateur champ. And the only, at that time, he was the only one that had done it in the same year because he, he did it before Bobby Jones did. That's pretty special. It's really special. And on top of that, um, he came back in 1914 to give us a little critique on our on our golf course. See, I always wondered that. Maybe this is a good spot to start and we okay. can get into on the next episode because that's what I always wonder about is the the routing of the course. You know, there's really no architect. Um, and that's kind of what got me kind of looking into this right, thing too yeah. is trying to find out who built this place. Well, stay tuned for episode three, and we'll, uh, we're going to dig a little deeper into some of the stuff Josh has found. So thanks again, Josh. Yeah, you're welcome.